What it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 83 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether. You can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit, Connor McDuff. Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a lovely day slash night slash evening slash I don't fucking know when you're listening to this but whatever it is i hope it's good we do we do hope it's good and i hope you're ready to take another journey with us through cinematic land as we start our captain america retrospective how bloody exciting is that today we're going to be talking about the first avenger steve rogers also known as captain america that's right and we'll be leading up to captain america civil war in what like two weeks three weeks two weeks three weeks 28 two weeks it's pretty close. It's coming bloody, up. Bloody, bloody close, Matt. Tell you what. Fucking yeah. Spider-Man's in it. I'm excited. This is kind of exciting for us, though, because when we started this podcast, I remember this was a movie that we talked about a lot coming up. We were always like, oh, this Marvel movie's kind of out, and we're like, but Civil War, yeah. Yeah, we were pretty keen for it. It wasn't announced when, when we started our podcast. I'm pretty sure it was announced a little after well, wasn't it oh, I was a little bit into it but I, I remember we were sitting at my place in Gold Coast talking about that shit and like every time we talk about some sort of superhero movie you would be like but fucking Civil War bro it's gonna be sick yeah that's true this is the only one I've ever been keen for to be honest so is are you still keen uh, I'm more keen for this than any other superhero film but I'm still pretty I'm just over it like it's just a fucking slog now because there's so many of them out so it's it's not my my hype probably isn't as big as it used to be, but I'm still definitely excited for it in comparison to other superhero films. I, I think I've just got the remnants of my initial excitement yeah. for it. I'm pretty much with you there, like especially with us, all we've been watching this year is basically superhero films. So I'm kind of keen, but like I've, I'm I think I'll be a lot keener, you know, as we're leading up to it. Even coming into today, uh, watching Captain America: The First Avenger, I was I was a little bit like. Oh, I don't know if I really feel like watching this movie. I do remember yeah. liking it, though, so I'd like to discuss that, if that's cool with you. That's fine with me. Let's do it. Well, would you please tell me what happened in this movie? Captain America is the first Avenger, so a little scrawny kid from Brooklyn wants to join the army. They're like, nah, you can't, and then they're like, wait, you can. We're going to make you a super soldier. So they turn him into this crazy super soldier to fight Hydra, which is an evil organization working alongside the Nazis, ran by Red Skull, uh, who has very similar uh, powers to Captain America. He's very strong, very smart, and he wants to become the perfect soldier and like rule the world and bomb the world, basically. And Captain America stops him. And then Captain America crashes a plane into some ice and freezes until modern day. And then he wakes up in modern day. Also, his best friend dies. Bucky, Captain America stopping Red Skull. That's something I do want to discuss later. Does he really? I don't know, but we'll leave that bit for a bit later. But first, let's talk about Captain America himself, Mr. Chris Evans. How do you feel about the big yeah. man? He's a boss, man. I don't know. I, I, obviously, we've all seen what he's doing with Captain America now, and he's pretty good at it. Like He plays the character really well. There's a charm to him, I think, like a charm to his naivety. And he's sort of like, he he adds. So I don't know what it is. He adds sort of character to a to someone who's otherwise pretty plain. Because Captain America is really straight, like really. Well, that's, yeah, actually, the book. that's something I was I was wondering while watching this because you have such a hatred for Superman because of his white breadedness. This guy yeah. is pretty white bread as well. Yeah, but it's a different sort of white bread where 
he's not perfect, and he's he literally grows up being this lanky kid rejected by everyone, and then finally becomes a super soldier, and he's still hated on by pretty much fucking everyone, like, and isn't taken seriously, and only, and when he finally is taken seriously, like, there's still risk to what he's doing, and it's still about, like, a personal thing for him, like, I really like that, there's still this risk to what he's doing, even though he's a super soldier, doesn't mean he's invincible, he's just stronger than what he was. Yeah. Which makes him really entertaining to watch. He's not like... The problem with Superman is he's fucking perfect. He never has issues. Yeah. And that's annoying. I've always I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Captain America. And it is his pure-heartedness that works for me. Like I said, yeah. I, when we were talking about Superman, that's one thing that I, I like about Superman is that, like, everything about him is, is of pure intentions. Like, he doesn't really have much of a bad side to him. It's more yeah. that he's misunderstood by the rest of the world. And that's what really works for me in this movie with this character is because, like, you expect that once he becomes, you know, the super soldier, that all of a sudden he's going to be the man. But it goes the complete opposite. And he he's, you know, doing a little song and dance show. And yeah. the real Which I soldiers... was excellent, by the way. That, that whole sequence was great. Yeah, really cool, really cool. And then when you get to the, the real soldiers and they think he's a laughing stock... And he's kind of like, well, fuck, I'm not really doing what I can. Like, he's got yeah. all the skills now. And that's the best thing about this character as well. Like, when he is a scrawny little guy, all he wants to do is fight for his country. He wants yeah. to help people. He feels like he has a duty. And like you said before, he does have a charm to him. And I think Chris Evans just really has... He has, like, the right kind of face for this character. Like, yeah, he does. For both sides of this character. Like, even, even the scrawny little dude... You just see he's, he's just got so much passion and he just wants to help. And that's the best thing. I love that about Captain America. And plus he kicks all kinds of ass. Yeah, and I mean, it develops for him where it doesn't really work out in his favor in the end where he gives up his own life, where he tra- t- believes he's giving up his own life. And it's, I don't know, it's just a fun character. And I mean, in the grand scheme of things, obviously, it's a great contrast into what happens in future films as well, which works really well. So they've kind of really blended this personality to the best of its ability with the rest of the Avengers, I think, in a grand scheme of things, which is what superhero films are. Yeah, that's it. As we go on and talk about Winter Soldier and, you know, the the government and S.H.I.E.L.D. potentially going up against him, like, uh, I like that he has always kept, he's had the right mentality like from world war Two, where apparently everything was so much more black and white back then now it's not so uh, it's a little it's a little bit more complicated now which yeah. you know the other movies are about but yeah you're right as it goes on and he's a good contrast to all the other characters in like the avengers and stuff like him up against tony stark is is like two opposite ends well i mean like the, the whole thing is and what makes it so appealing is that captain america is just about being pure and like not not being like he is always pure, like he always fights for the, the for right. justice, for the yeah. right thing. Yeah. Whereas not for the winning side, like that's the whole point of this as well. Is he doesn't want to be a soldier to kill Nazis. He just doesn't. He wants to stand up to oppressors. He doesn't like, like bullies. About, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. a. I mean, it's a fucking lame line, but it's a great. It's a great example of his character, which is that he's about. He's about the little guy, yeah. and that's awesome, and that's. And that moment where he's told that, where he's like, we chose you for this because you, you know, at your core, you're a good person. You're, you're there for the little guy, which is something yeah. majority of those other superheroes, especially in the Avengers, don't really have. 
to be honest. They, they're kind of there just because of what they are. Yeah. Iron Man's a millionaire and can afford all that shit, and he's an arrogant prick, so he can afford all that shit. Thor's yeah. a god. Yeah. No, you're right. He's the little guy with the heart of gold. That's yeah. That's and then when he gets into the, you know, he becomes a big guy. It's like he can actually do something about it, which is a, a message that I'm not sure I particularly like. I'm not going to get too philosophical with this film because it it's just a superhero film and and whatever. But like, pretty much what it's saying is that to make any sort of difference, you kind of need to be of size. Yeah, no, I definitely get that uh, that feeling from it, hey. Like, it's not slapped in your face. And we we need, like, Captain America needs to get big. Like, that's the whole point of yeah. this character. So I'm not I'm not going to sit here and harp on about this. But really, I really noticed it watching it through this time. And it's not really the thing we should be telling our kids. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, at the same time, like, it's clear that he's not fit for war, which is a big thing as well. And I think being realistic that you need to be of certain, at, at least some extent uh, healthy enough to be in a situation like that is a bad thing because he literally can't pass basic training. Like, he's not good enough to pass basic. And but I, think- I do like that they also point out that he had asthma and all these other, yeah. you know, diseases that make you medically unsound for the armed forces. So, yeah. it, it look, it's not, it's not a huge issue. I just really noticed it this time. I do want to talk about... Because when, when this initially came out, I was always, like, just that little bit... Like, I don't know how this movie's going to go down with the, you know, general population. Because, you know, basically outside of America, most people tend to have some sort of disdain towards America because America is such a superpower. I don't particularly, I don't really have any sort of problems like that. But I thought that when this movie came out, it could have easily just became fucking America propaganda, (laughs) which, you know, the, the whole movie is kind of about. How did you feel about how it's presented? Did it did it go too far? Was it a right amount, or does, was it even present? No, I, I I thought it was fine. It didn't really affect me. I think I I think the whole patriotism thing is is a big part of the film in a good way, where it it gets down to the core of it, which is that neither of these people are fighting for a country. Like they they're fighting they're fighting for what they believe in personally. And they're, and they're kind of polar opposites. Like, Red Skull is very much like, you think Nazi, Nazi, they're Nazis, like, they're Nazis, and then they fucking kill Nazis. They're like, no, fuck you. Like, well, I'm not a fucking Nazi. Like, and that's a good way to take this away from a war film. And it's the same with Captain America, where he basically defies being this patriot for... Well, it doesn't defy completely, because he still wants to wear it. Like, he doesn't have a problem with it, but he... He stops being a little puppet, and yeah. he and he fights for what he believes in. He fights for his friends, and at the core of it, it's always friendship. So no, I didn't really have a problem with it. Never. His name's Captain America, for God's sake. It's like that's the character he is. And that's but see, that's what I thought was going to be the most worrying is the fact that you've got a character called Captain America. How are they going to make a movie that doesn't you know piss off people who are annoyed at Americans? But I think they were really clever in the way they did it. I think it's really well done because like you said, it's more about the characters rather than any country. I love the fact that Hydra is stepping out from the shadow of Hitler. It's there because it's historically correct in in terms of time, I guess. Yeah. It's not what the movie's about. And this is a superhero movie at heart and we get a superhero movie about a guy called Captain America. Yeah. And to me, that's like basically the extent of the propagandarism besides the fact that they're pointing out that he is a part of propaganda. And I think that was the smartest thing by really 
bringing it to the forefront and him not liking it. So it makes us like him more. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's true. And I think the other thing that works really well is the structure of the story, where it's actually like... Because I have a big issue with story structure in, in superhero films with how they present themselves. I legitimately did like the story in this. I thought it was well done. It was a little longer than it should have been. It definitely it definitely kind of hit all the right notes. I, I really liked seeing this scrawny character go through boot camp and I liked his transformation. It was really simple. Like, it's just one scene where they're like, all right, you're a soldier now. And he comes out and he's just like fucking swole. And the introduction of him with this new power isn't him going through a training montage. It's him like actually trying to, Chasing it's him advancing someone. the plot. Like yeah. it's a, it's a plot piece and that's great. Like that's an awesome thing. Cause we all, we fucking know they have powers now. Let's watch them do something cool. Like yeah, what he does in sure. it. And I like that you could see him learning along the way in that little run, like how he, he loses his balance and smashes through the window. Smashes, like he's yeah. not perfect straight away. He doesn't, He ha- he's not used to this bulk. It's, um, yeah, it's quite, it's clever. It is, it is a little, little bit long at times. I, I will note, I, I will agree with you on that. I feel towards the end of the movie, I start to be like, okay, let's move along. But for the most part, I think this is a good origin story as I've, I've whinged about over and over. I'm not, I'm getting over the origin story, but this one's a nice one because he actually has a, like a physical transformation. Like it's, it's literal, his, his transformation. He goes from the scrawny guy to the, to the big guy. But like I said, he still has got that heart. Like there's the one moment that I really like when, you, you know, when they choose him is when he jumps on that grenade. I yeah. Think, I think that's like a really, really good scene. And he's all like, yeah, get out of here, get out of here. And he's like, so ready to, you know, sacrifice himself, which, yeah, you know, comes back at the end of the film. So, it's no, well yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, it's just, a, it's really well done in that regard. Like, the, the structure's pretty good. They do everything right to make us like this character, but yeah. don't ever make it lame. The only thing I really didn't like in the story was the final confrontation between Red Skull and Captain America. They have that sweet introduction where they're on the fucking bridge and the bridge draws away, and I'm like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah. But their, their whole final thing is boring as fuck. Like, yeah. he just grabs a cube and just disappears, which well, obviously was set up for the Avengers, but he never pops up again. I, don't, I wonder what happened to Red Skull. I, I thought he was going to be coming back at some point. I, I, I thought we would have seen him by now, for sure. I thought he would have at least come up in Avengers with the Tesseract being a big thing, because that's his whole deal, isn't it? He's just stole this Tesseract that... Because I can't really remember much about the Tesseract. I haven't gone back and watched Avengers or just any of that. Like, just some like it's like yeah, he steals a Tesseract, which gives him like super crazy power. It just makes it so he can he has like disintegrating weapons. Yeah. Which I wish they would actually just choose what those fucking weapons are because you know in that in that awesome scene where Captain America comes and breaks out all his buddies, and they all start to get the um you know the guns and stuff, and one guy like shoots the wall and it like explodes. Yeah, I wish I. I <laughs> this is nitpicky, but I, I like that weapon to me was something that just disintegrates things. Why is it blowing shit up? They could do that with tanks. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's I don't know. It's just it's like every fucking Marvel movie. Just about they they don't really put the time into the villains and the bad guys and the bad guys you know, motivations and what he but has. Like, and It's Red Skull's such just, I don't understand. Red Skull's one of the ones that I'm a little confused by just because he's such a, a like such a cool villain. He's so fucking sick. Like he's just so boss. Even in this film, he's pretty intimidating the whole way through and then they yeah, kind of fuck him up. Hugo Weaving plays him fantastic. Like every time he's there, I'm, I'm really enjoying him. But 
and and you get a little bit you get a pretty good build up with him as well which that's that's even asking for a lot in marvel films i'm finding but yeah the, it just yeah it just comes down to such a fizzle out in that in that final scene and uh, it pisses me off the most because captain america doesn't even beat him captain america's like hiding in the fucking back and he grabs the cube and gets sucked away he does it's fucking deus ex machina bullshit i think it'll it'll probably just show up in infinity war to be honest so maybe even civil war is like a secret he pops up but probably infinity oh, war like, like the later ones with thanos because he gets sucked up into the universe like if you watch he's like yeah basically getting taken away somewhere which is crazy it's strange just because he is disappointing like it's really that final scene was really disappointing in comparison to the rest of the film however i did have like i did have a big issue with the cgi in this film which was fucking yeah, bad. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, Thank you, because I was... I was I, I, sorry, I was just, I just... I went on... I was just on um, Rotten Tomatoes before reading some reviews on Captain America, and everybody's, like, talking about how fantastic the the visual effects were. And you know, Joe Johnson is, um, you know, a visual... He used to be a visual effects artist. He's the director of movies like Jumanji and, and um, Jurassic Park 3 and stuff, and they're all like, Joe Johnson is the master of CGI. And yeah. I was like, hmm... Maybe in 2011. <laughs> that doesn't seem that yeah. long ago, though. <laughs> I've just like I don't know. It's it's I, it just looked fucking shit, didn't it? It does. Like, it looks like they're all on a, a, a green screen for most of it. You know what? What scene I didn't like the most was when they were like flying foxing it to the to the train. Yeah, and it just looked so shit. <laughs> I was like, God damn, we're better. It than looked this. really. Uh, did you watch on DVD or Blu-ray? Blu-ray. I watched on DVD. I thought that's what it was because I was literally like, even all the and, and the action in this film isn't very good either. The fight sequences in this film um, aren't great. Yeah, not compared to what they will become. Not yeah, yeah. like from what I, I remember in Winter Soldier, I oh, remember some really amazing. good shit. But in like, there. and yeah. I'm gonna say that now, like they're fucking sick, and I think that's what tainted it for me is that even in uh, Avengers as well, like the action choreography just gets like it shoots up from this point. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they really nailed it in this well, one. Only, you only really got a few real examples of his strength and what he can yeah. do. And like, there's one bit where he like shoulder barges a guy with the with the shield and he goes flying. But you know, in Winter Soldier, he fucking Sparta kicks some guy, <laughs> sends him yeah. flying. So it's like it's just little bits that are just a little bit cooler, and the choreography all works a little bit better. Like the shield play isn't as crazy. In this one, like yeah, and like you said, we're tainted because we've seen some fucking awesome shit later on down the line. There's some cool moments though. That one bit where he like ricochets the the, the, shield. Uh, the shield like around a corridor to get a guy or to stop to stop the door from shutting. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, me too. I thought it was great. I, I the, yeah, I don't know. There were cool moments like that. There, there's but like once again, I think it just comes down to the knowledge we have now, um, which is one of the things that. Uh, you notice watching a film in hindsight when sequels come out and stuff is the things they do different, the things they do better. And that's definitely one of them. Yeah, it very much is. But I, I do remember having like similar thoughts when I first watched it. Like, I just really like the character and I really like his story. Yeah. So you kind of get behind it. And I really like the fact that it's set in World War Two. Is it World War Two? World War One. World two. War II. Yeah. yeah, Nazis. Yeah, World War Two, and it's just it's. I, I think it was refreshing, and it still is refreshing now because every movie is set now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, there's there's no real style to it. It was just really nice to see him walking through downtown Brooklyn and 
with with all the style like the 50s yeah. style and see that, that took away from me as well because it was just the cg was shit that was my fear as well like when i was watching it is that i'm like this isn't very good ah uh, okay but it's but then again at the same time it was it was just refreshing like it's just a refreshing take on on the superhero franchise and not in like a he swears so it's different it's just because it it, it it very much kind of borders on being a war film a lot of the time um, oh yeah, which is yeah, sick. yeah, yeah, which uh, yeah, it is. And but I also like that it doesn't go full war film. I like because yeah, it teeters on the edge of superhero and war film, and it, it gets the the good parts of each for me at least. When you were talking about the CGI in, in like Brooklyn and all that sort of thing, I could notice that it was definite green screen sort of, especially when he was running. Uh, there was like a close up of him running down the street when he's chasing the bad guy. It looks like a fucking green screen bad. But there's something like the way that they've sort of graded it and the style that they've done of it, I think kind of hides it for me. And it's yeah. it's just a stylistic choice to me now. Like mm-hmm. it, it's got kind of this glowy haze that I really enjoy. It's kind of like a, a sort of brownish finish in the color. Yeah, I did like the color palette. But generally, yeah, the CGI is not well done at all. Um, they definitely stepped their game up from there. Just keep in mind as well that like this film came out around the time when superheroes were kicking into gear because only iron man and iron man 2 had come out i'm pretty sure at this point um, um i think thor might have came out by this thor, time oh maybe but thor was fucking shit as well <laughs> fuck that sucked yeah, fuck I hate thor. <laughs> ragnarok's gonna come out i'm gonna have to fucking review thor 1 and 2 piece of shit films fuck them yeah we'll have a good ragging uh, session there <laughs> Can't wait. 10 out of 10. Well, let's talk about some of the, the offshoot characters. Like, So we've got Bucky, who obviously yeah. becomes a bigger deal later on in, our, in the second film, in The Winter Soldier. But I think this is actually the first time I've watched it since watching Winter Soldier. I really like Bucky as a character, but I don't, he doesn't really get much in this movie. He doesn't, which is okay, because like, like, isolated, independent, this film's fine without that. He's kind of there for what he, yeah, for what he needs to be, which is... To be his friend and die, so we can come back as well. (laughs) And then in the second one, he comes a big part of it, and you're just like, sweet. But I mean, obviously, it would have been fucking awesome actually watching him be a big part, and it's about them, because then the second one, you're like, holy fuck, like, this is huge. Yeah. I think they really needed to push home that these guys were partners. I I know they're best mates, and Bucky kind of just goes along for the ride on the train mission. And all other missions that they have the little montage, but I really would have liked to have seen a Batman and Robin thing going on with these guys, because I yeah, think that would too. have really sold later on. It, for one, it would have sold the death a lot. It would have been a bigger thing for me, even though it was quite good. Um, I'm not, I'm not taking away from it. Like it's quite an an eventful death, and you know you can tell that Steve Rogers is really bummed out about it. But like, if it had a little bit more weight to it, that would make his presence in winter soldier even bigger for me yeah um, for sure so that's that's my um my problem there with bucky but i i really like um agent carter though i i forgot all about her peggy yeah she's okay i guess she's she's a big part of it she's kind of annoying i just wanted her. oh you don't like he, she's annoying well i just kind of like whatever i don't give a fuck i know that you're not useful later that's the whole problem again like i'm just like whatever like you're cute and stuff but i know for a fact mm, that yeah, she's you're fucking old in the next one, mate. And that <laughs> kind of takes away from the enjoyment of this whole relationship because I know it's right. not going to go anywhere. She's got a whole TV show, doesn't she? I haven't, I haven't seen any of it, but isn't it like a What is it called? Of, um, Agent Carter. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know, maybe. Apparently it's really good. I haven't seen anything. Um, listeners, if you've 
seen Agent Carter, let us know what it's like. But I, I really like her. I think their her relationship with Steve is really great. Um, she's cute as hell, and I it's I think they just had a little bit of fun because you know she's kind of his superior, so they you know there's yeah. always that tension there and. It, you know, I'm not always about love stories and movies, but I, I, I quite liked it. I thought it was a nice little charming little side story there for, for yeah, our it hero. Was, it was a cute little romance. Tommy Lee Jones is like, what's up? Oh, Mitch? Tommy Lee. <laughs> you know, I love that a... bit when they're uh, in the in the hydro car and um, Tommy Lee Jones is driving. And he's like, I'm not kissing you. <laughs> so Tommy Lee, such a grumpy old bastard. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and like he had his band of misfits as well, his little mini Avengers mm. that kind of show up, which I think is more of a homage to like the comics, maybe? Just I think Captain so America too, have yeah. like it. And that was cool. Like they were a cool little team and they were just kind of there for exactly what they need to be, which is just to kind of chill. Like, hey, what's up? We'll help you. And they kind of give personality to what would otherwise be Captain America with a bunch of faceless yeah. soldiers. I do. Um, I would have liked to have seen, again, with him and, and Bucky, like I would have seen, liked to have seen a little bit more of those guys because I liked their their chumminess. Like, yeah. they had the great, you know, saving Private Ryan, a bunch of guys in a squad who are best mates because that's all they do is work together. Would have been cool to see. Exactly, I kind of enjoyed it. I like Captain America's build where he's this dork with he's running around doing propaganda things and he hates it. Well, eventually hates it when he sees the soldiers. Like I liked all that stuff. It was just a well structured movie. I, I'm I was pretty happy at the end of it in comparison to other stuff now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of a, an underrated movie, really, because I don't really hear too many people praise this one. I know a lot of people who don't particularly like it. I think it's just because it's so different. Yeah. To a lot of other movies, um, especially around the time. I remember, for example, my uncle was one. I, I, I brought the Blu-ray to a, like a Christmas, like a family Christmas. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's watch Captain America. It was a great movie. And he was like, oh, really? Really? That movie was boring. That's an exact replica of my Uncle Tony. You slap that man in the face. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> well, we're at the end of it. So we got to talk about post-credit sequences and Sam Jackson turning up because around this time was where they were forming the Avengers and we would all get very excited to see Mr. Samuel L. Jackson rock up and be like, Motherfucker, you're getting in the Avengers! What's up, bitch? I'm here to save your life. Yeah, he just comes up. He's like, hey, fuckhead, come help. Captain America goes, all right. What's the uh, post-credit scene? I forget it. I didn't actually watch it. Well, the post-credit scene in this one is basically just a trailer for the Avengers, which was kind of funny isn't it um, just him punching the punching bag off the hook yeah well it's not sorry yeah it does it just starts with that and he's just getting all pissed off and and sam J comes in and he's all like yo i got a mission and he's all like all right boom smashes it off the hook and then it goes next summer some assembly may be acquired the avengers just whedon and i remember losing my fucking shit when i saw that for the first time it was huge like justifiably though because the avengers was a fucking great film yeah like when it came out the first one it was just it was kind of fun going back and watching because i haven't really seen many of the the older marvel films um for a while and just seeing the post-credit sam j coming out I just remember this, you know, at the end of Iron Man, the first one, when it was like, oh shit, oh, there's going to be more of this. They're going to get them all together. And in the in the trailer at the end of this one, you're seeing them all sitting in the the control room and it's like Thor's there, Iron Man's there, fucking Captain America's there. It's just like, oh, I just remember how exciting that was. 
And now we've had two of those movies and we've got Civil War where they're fighting each other. How far we've come. How far we've come and can't we wait? No, we can't. I'm really keen to watch. <laughs> Especially actually after watching this. I'm just on team. I've been on team Captain America the whole time. I'm just keen for him to win. Yeah, fucking That's my. I definitely am more, a little bit more fired up after watching this. I I've, I've, was driving around Melbourne tonight and I saw a big ass like billboard for Captain America Civil War and I was like <laughs> but I'm I'm just really excited to see Spider-Man amongst it I'm just I just like I honestly like my after seeing Winter Soldier I think that's what I'm keen for just watching the trailer watching the, how well they've done the fight sequences again I'm just really keen but yeah we're gonna we're gonna see it properly we certainly are and we will review uh, Captain America Winter Soldier next week but for now I reckon we should go into our final thoughts on Captain America the first Avenger it's a really good origin film it's really different to everything out there at the moment but I mean it still has its problems because it's a hoop superhero film there are some things I expect which is at least decent visual effects and that sort of action side of it which it doesn't really hit the mark of which kind of brings it down but it's still a good story and the villain's really disappointing in the end once again they just kind of fuck him off when they really really shouldn't and so that that's frustrating but i give it a three out of five i really like the creation of this character i just i i think they nailed it and they stayed away from as much america shit as they could possibly do in a movie called captain america which to me is a great victory chris evans is perfect in the role i i really can't see anybody else in it now like he's he is cap and I'm glad that we're getting a, a Civil War movie with him because of what the setup in this in this film. So this is a really hard one for me to review because like I don't love it, but there isn't really too much wrong with it that makes me want to just rant. The only things I can say is like you said, the CGI is pretty subpar, but that at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter to me as long as the story's good. And this story is pretty cool. I like that it's a period piece. The biggest disappointment is the final fight. It's just a nothing fight. Captain America actually doesn't do anything. And they've let go a pretty compelling villain. Like Hugo Weaving was fantastic as a Red Skull. And he doesn't really get what he deserves. So I'm really hoping we see him come back at some point. I have heard ramblings, but I, you know, I don't really keep up with it as much as I used to. If anything, this reminds me of the excitement that I yeah. felt when watching it and remembering that Avengers was coming. Man, that was so exciting. I'll give it a 3.5. It is it is it is a bit drab at times, but for most part, it's it's a good fun flick. Once again, the old fish fish tasty cake with the 0.5 higher. Just edging it in. Hey, what, I do have one question, though. They, did they ever explain how his shield comes back to him? No, it, it's never explained. It just does. It just comes back to him, basically. You never really see it come back either. Because I like how they explain all the vibranium. What is it? What's the metal? Vibranium? Vibranium? Is that the metal that it's made out of? Uh, adamant. No, adamantium Ad- is adamantium? Wolverine. That's Wolverine. Yeah. Whatever it's I'll, fucking made I'll out find, of. I'll find out right now. And I like the scene where, you know, Peggy shoots him and it all bounces off. Like, I, yeah. I think it's cool where you get all the, the origins of the shield as well, but I, I would have liked to have known why it's a fucking boomerang. It's, um, vibranium, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, short and sweet, just over half an hour. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about this movie, except yeah, you, no, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, no, it's kind of in the middle. You know? Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's worth seeing. It's definitely worth seeing as just a, an introduction to this character, and we'll get to see... The greatness that is Winter Soldier next week. 
Does it live up to my memories of it? Does it live up to your memories, Conor McDuff? Have you watched it many times since? No, Sims? I only saw it once in the movies and I was busy making out with my girlfriend when I was 15. So I don't actually remember this movie very well at all. You fucking today. cool kid. <laughs> so you haven't actually... So your positive uh, memories of this of this film is getting your dingling touched. No, I'm pretty sure it was the, the first time I touched a tit was in this movie. Oh, like, that's... That'll make any man happy. I feel that. Okay, yes, well, son. well, this is gonna be going. I haven't watched it probably since the cinemas, not properly. Anyway. Oh wait, so we're we talking I'm about Winter Soldier, or the first, the one we just watched. No, Winter Soldier. Oh no, I fucking went in and saw that. Fucking hell, no, that wasn't the first. That was like two years ago. Uh, no, the f- the uh, first Avenger, I got my first tit touch. Winter Soldier, I, w- I actually went in to watch the film. I've okay. only seen it in the cinemas though. That was the the last time I saw it. Right. Okay. So this is the, probably the the first proper time you've watched it. Yeah. And you gave it a three out of five. So that's pretty good for Connor. That is. And here we go for the the Winter Soldier. Well, we'll be doing that one next week. But for now, get on the Facebook. Get on Podbean. You can find us all our episodes on there. Check them all out. Share them. Have you a know. bloody listen, mate. Yeah, let us know what you think. If you uh, want to hear anything else from us, let us know. We're always open to suggestions. If you have uh, seen Captain America the Winter Soldier and you want to put your opinion on the podcast, post that shit on our Facebook and we'll make sure it gets in here. That's it, man. Anyway, have a good one, friends. We'll see you later. Play the music, Fish. (laughs) I was like, what? I forgot. (laughs) You did. I'm playing it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Captain America, The First Avenger, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Star Spangled Man is performed by the Star Spangled Singers. America, we know